You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. And let's look at John chapter 15. We'll read the text and then we'll pray and then we'll break this down a little bit, all right? John chapter 15, verse one says, I am the true vine, Jesus speaking, and my father is the gardener. And he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Some rich content right there. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We come to you in the name of Jesus, and we desire to be disciples that bear much fruit. And Lord, we ask that you would help us. Open up your word to us. Help us to hear it. Help us to apply it. Help us to live it. We pray for wisdom and revelation. We pray, Lord God, that we would today connect to Jesus. We ask that your will would be done. We love you. In Jesus' name, Radiant said amen. Amen. This week I was in Colorado uh, Springs for Every Home for Christ was celebrating uh, Dick Eastman's 35 years of being the president of Every Home for Christ. And we had board meetings as well. And so those were kind of combined together and And as we were celebrating Dick Eastman's 35 years of leading the ministry, it's pretty overwhelming because there's been so much fruit. And so I got some of the statistics from the website. In 2017, as a result of this global missions ministry, in 2017 alone, there was 19,499,066 responses to the gospel. That's a lot of people around the world. 26,626 new house churches in one year around the world. And so it dates back about 65 years, and that's just 2017. Dick Eastman became the president 35 years ago, and it's just, it's just been an incredible amount of fruit. And I was thinking about Dick Eastman and this John 15 story and all of the fruit. All of the people gathering around and there was celebration and there was look what God is doing in terms of house churches, in terms of people coming to know Jesus, in terms of all the different things taking place. And here's a man in his mid-70s where there is great fruit. And I was thinking about him being in his 70s and juxtaposing with some others in our culture where the when, the touchdown in their 70s is not to be fruitful, but to be comfortable. And here's 
to Keesman and he's sacrificing significantly and working diligently and praying and leading and sacrificing and serving with a vision not to be comfortable, but to be fruitful. And here we've got Jesus in John 15 and he looks at his disciples and we get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And in verse eight, he makes this statement that he has a vision for his disciples to bear much fruit. So that the vision of your life is not to end up comfortable, but to end up fruitful. And if you look at even Dick's story, how did he get to this place of great fruit? How is this? Because I look at him, he's, 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 a, he's a mentor of mine. He's a hero. I, I, there's something about, I love old preachers that still love God in their 70s. It's just, I love that. And he's one of my heroes. But if you go back and you look at, this young man who in his 30s made a decision to spend an hour alone with God in prayer daily. And so for over 40 years, without missing a day, Dick Eastman has spent this hour alone with God in prayer. And so actually one time about five years ago, uh, Renata and I were having dinner at he and his wife Dee's house. And and he said, David, I wanna show you a room. And he took me to the basement and he took Renata and I and he showed us this room and you walk in and there's a chair in the middle and there's maps on the wall and there's pictures on the wall and there's lists on the wall, like pinned up. And then there's Bibles and journals. And it's just, it's all these prayer points to help him strategically pray. And this was the room that every time that he was in town was his room where he would spend that hour alone with God, praying, seeking God, abiding, and if you were to ask Dick Eastman about how, how he got to the point where there's this great fruit in his 70s, the answer would not be, hey, I'm a great leader, although he is a great leader. It would not be, hey, I'm a great author, although he's written a lot of great books. It would not be leadership skills. It would not be oratory skills. It would be, let me tell you about alone with Jesus abiding. That is the root that created the fruit. And here's where I want us to get today. I want us to listen to Jesus and I want us to look at these words. And when we read these words, it's easy to kind of skip through them and just kind of get comfortable and used to them. But we've got God becomes man and Jesus speaks these words. And my invitation for you is to take these words as weighty today and to even start to get a vision for your own life of what would it look like if the win for my life was different than the cultural win, where the cultural win is to be comfortable and successful, but the spiritual win is to be fruitful. Like the win that far surpasses comfort in your 60s and 70s and 80s is what lasts for eternity. And Jesus here, looking at his disciples, he encourages them, he challenges them, he articulates to them, not just the vision to be fruitful, but he gives the means necessary to accomplish that end. And he communicates this phrase, this word over and over and over again. In the Greek, it's this word meneo, which, which here in the NIV, which is what we just read, they translated it remain. And it's got that in it. It's got that remain in me. The New King James uses the word abide. 
And it's this, so it's this relational connect. It's this relational stay close. You could even put the word stay. It's stay in me. It's, it's, it's this word that Jesus uses that has the implications of all of these dynamics. Stay with me, remain in me, abide in me, stay close, stay connected. And so the vision to accomplish a fruitful life is this connection, this relationship, this dependence, this conversation with Jesus. So my question for you today is to ask you this question, are you present tense connected? Like, are you right now? I'm I'm talking about different than just seven years ago, or maybe when you started an initial relationship with Jesus, but... Right now, in the midst of all that we've got going on, are you currently connected? Because the enemy of abiding is busyness in our culture. Like our temptation is to say, here's Jesus. And he uses this phrase, apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Like just, we could just go home after that. Like, oh my, Apart from me, separated, a branch that's broken off, no longer connected to the vine, doesn't have the capacity to bear fruit. It's gonna die. It's, it will not work. You cannot fake it. It's gonna be brown. It will not produce grapes. It's over, like it's done. And Jesus uses that as an illustration to say, mm, it's like that. Apart from me, disconnected from me, you can do nothing. And our temptation is to think, well, I can still do something. I mean, I'm, I'm, after all, I'm pretty gifted and talented and good looking and I've got some skills and, 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 and we kind of figure out, well, I, 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 and here's what we often do. God, I, I wanna produce fruit, but I'm too busy to abide. And if we read Jesus right here, the theme, the overall big idea is stay connected, abide, be close, stay with me, apart from me, without me, you can do zero. And what we like to do is we like to, well, I, I, if, if I really work hard, if I, if I figure out some way, I, I can still do some stuff. What I wanna invite you to is to pull back and not try to generate fake fruit. I mean, if you can imagine fake fruit, the plastic kind on your grandma's table and you go up to it, and it looks good, but it's not real, right? Like, I want you to imagine, okay, it's, well, you can make that, but it, and, and you can like duct tape it to your arm, but my point is it's fake, it's not real, right? What we're, what we're aiming at is, okay, at the end of the day, Jesus is saying, the only thing that lasts is what's connected to me. So I want you to think, not theoretically, but in reality on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what that would look like in our lives to be connected. To where maybe at the end of the day, the win is more than the to-do list. The win is abiding. Like maybe the touchdown when you go to bed at night is more than did I accomplish today's tasks on my phone, but did I abide? Because the win in eternity is far bigger than the, re, than, than the win of accomplishing our present tense task goals. And so getting a macro picture of abiding with Christ and bearing fruit according to what he's called you to do. Here's one of the good things. 
for me as I was studying this. I'm someone who tends to put pressure on myself and likes to achieve, right? Uh, that's, that's, I don't know why, but that's part of my personality. So I'm maybe just speaking to people with that personality. I think it's common in our culture. I think in our culture, there's always applause if you achieve. And so because of that, sometimes it's easy to take kind of that humanistic mentality, put it onto Christianity and say, well, I'll just, I'll just produce, I'll lead. I'll, what, I'll, what do I gotta do? And I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll make something happen, okay? But oftentimes we go without abiding and we even do good things and it's really just plastic fruit. It's just goes, it's just not real because Jesus says so clearly, apart from me, you can do nothing. So here's the good news. The good news is you get to be a branch. And I say that juxtaposed to you don't have to be a vine. Here's what I mean. What we often do is go, I'll, I'll, I'll produce, I'll make something happen. I'll, I'll get her done. I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I'll, I'll. Here's the good news. The walk with Christ, the journey with Jesus is simply a decision to be connected, to be abide, to just say, you're the vine, I'm a branch. I stay connected and whatever fruit comes, it's the result of you. I'm just the branch. For me, it's extremely freeing because my, ten- my tendency is to try to produce, try to make something happen. What do I do? How many small groups do I got to join? What do I got? Ah, I'll go, go, go. I'll do this. I'll do that. And sometimes we fill up our, our schedule with a lot of good things, but not God things. They look like God things, but they're just good things. And we can become just religious people doing religious activities. So, on the day that we launch small groups, I want to invite you to be encouraged. You don't have to do everything. I don't want you to do everything. You'll burn out if you try to do good things that are not God things. I wanna invite you to be a branch, get connected, get close to God. And then as a result of being connected, God, where do you want me to be? And there's, fruit. It's God working through you. There is, we do believe in the supernatural activity that God works in and through his people. So it's not just religious, busy, churchy activity. It is that I am a present tense disciple of Jesus and I stay connected to the one who is all things good, all things powerful, all things omniscient, all things amazing. I stay connected. I get connected to the vine. And as a result, because I'm connected, I bear fruit. So for one of the, one of the great things about this is if you're considering, where, where do I fit? Do I have to have a certain talent to be in a small group or lead a small group? Here's the reality. If you can be connected, you can bear fruit. If you can be connected to Christ, you can be a disciple maker. <laughs> the way, the means to accomplish fruit is to be connected. It's to be a branch. And if you're, if you're like me, with my, with, my, with my personality, man, that's good news. Because sometimes if you're in the religious mindset instead of the relationship mindset, you can get your eyes focused on what other people are doing and other people's 
serving or other people's giving or other people's praying or other people's leading or other people's all that and go, I, gotta, I, should, I should be doing that. That's got amazing for, I should be doing this. This has 27 billion people came to Christ last yesterday. You know what I mean? Like I should, what are those numbers? You know, like, ah, but, but what Jesus says is you're just a branch. You just abide. And then when you abide, you start to have delight enjoyment, fulfillment. I'm not saying it's always easy. I'm not saying that it's simple, but there's fulfillment. This week when Renata and I were in Colorado, this nice lady, uh, I was asking Renata how she was liking the church in Kansas City. And at when Renata told her, well, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm actually leading kids uh, at Radiant. So I run Radiant Kids and I'm back there uh, every Sunday. And this lady looked at her and kind of cynically, just kind of, kind of just, this is a little hard to hear, looked at Renata and was like, yeah, that's what preacher's wives got to do. They got to play the piano, run the kids ministry, you know? And, and uh, so Renata told me that and, and Renata, but Renata said to me, she goes, I, I love doing it. Like, this is, this is my this is my calling. Like I'm in, like I, I, it's, it's awesome. Like it's hard, but it's amazing. Like I love doing this. Here's my point. When, when you're just, when you're just abiding, you can have even a difficult assignment, but you're in, you're enjoying it. You're like, I'm, I'm bearing fruit. And so, so I'm not saying it's easy. Sometimes it's definitely challenging, but it's fulfilling what God's, got for you and the way that you know it, the way that you get to it and where you have this vision for fruit is if you abide. And I imagine Jesus in this moment and, I, and, and, and it's hard to know, like a lot of different commentators and different historians that kind of say different things. But when you get to the end of chapter 14, Jesus says, come, let us go. And they, they leave the upper room. So if you read chapter 13, it's where Jesus serves them and washes their feet. And then chapter 14, there's a dialogue with Philip and Thomas. And then it says they got up and left that upper room. And so he's only hours away from being crucified, like through the night and the next day. And, and so Jesus is then having this conversation. And it's interesting because when you read that text in John 13, Jesus looks at them and says, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. And then he has the dialogue where people are saying, hey, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? And I tell you, it's the one that dips his bread with me. And then Judas leaves. And in the text there, you've got Judas leaving the last supper and Jesus speaking, one of you is gonna betray me. And then they get up to leave and now it's not 12, it's 11. And Jesus is headed to the garden. Some think that maybe this, that he passed through and saw, saw branches and vines and it was on the walk. Some think maybe he was at the garden. There's different ideas, but he's using this picture as they walk. And I just imagine Jesus is looking at his guys that he's spent the last three years with and he's giving them this language and he's just saying over and over again, he goes, remain abide, stay with me. And I was thinking about the idea of he's about to be crucified and 
and everything that they've known is about to kind of go upside down and all of a sudden they're gonna have to figure out how to do life when it's a different day. The young rabbi from Galilee that we've been following is now crucified like a common criminal. He's being whipped and everybody is asking us questions and are, 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 we, gonna, are we gonna be in trouble? And, and Jesus is locking eyes. He's going, boys, look, look at me. Hey, remain in me. Stay close. And I think for us, our seasons change. We go through some days where everything gets really hard. And there's great moments. Like I think of last week, like for us as a church, it was a fun moment, you know, all these people being baptized and, and God's doing all these great things. And, and then you go through these seasons that are challenging and Jesus locks eyes with these guys and there's this depth of this word. Hey, remain, abide, stay connected to me. Hey, you're, you're gonna need this as you go through, even these days, be close. And he says this when he says, if, if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. And I think about that because in your ministry, in what God's called you to do, you have a guarantee if you abide. If you choose to abide, you have a guaranteed fruit. In fact, much fruit. And so our vision then becomes, all right, apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. Connected, I, I, there's a guarantee that I'll, that I'll bear fruit. If that be true, then maybe much emphasis, much emphasis on me and God, me and abiding, me and staying connected. And I wanna encourage you not to do everything, just get connected and let God work through you and bear the fruit that he's called you to. That fake fruit will crush you. That fake trying to make something happen, but staying connected, abiding, Jesus being your source, that's, that's the Christian journey. And so this vision to bear much fruit, I see this, I see, I see this in people that, um, like I think of people in their 70s that I know and love that they're not necessarily celebrated like I talked about Dick. I mean, he's celebrated right now and everybody's plotting, but I know some saints that, that right now, nobody's, nobody's applauding, but there's fruit on earth and the real measuring stick forever will be in eternity. And I wanna invite you, all right? Even if there's never a celebration, of what you've done, even if nobody ever applauds. You are a branch, you stay connected, you choose, and there is this guarantee. If you are connected, if you are making your dwelling, staying, remaining, you can take this promise from Jesus to the bank. You will bear fruit. But what if I don't see it? What if, what if I can't see it? This here's not if you see it or if it's celebrated. You just you can take what Jesus says and know that there is real fruit. The last phrase I wanna hit on is this, where he says that you're gonna be pruned. Look at this, he says, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. Hard one to read, 
But pruning is your friend. Because when you go through pruning, it means A, there is some fruit, and B, more fruit is coming. So we often tend to hate the fruit, or the, <laughs> the pruning. <laughs> Rewind. And we, we, when, when we go through pruning, it's always like, is God punishing me? Is God mad at me? Here's the reality. No. As a branch, pruning is always a part of the process. And so I want to encourage you to embrace it. I encourage you when the pruning takes place, sometimes you're reading the scriptures and God begins to speak to you through the word of God and there's this own applying. He's, he's pruning back things. Sometimes it's through circumstance when circumstance is challenging. But when you go through pruning, it's actually the time that you typically grow closest to God. It's in that season where he prunes back the influence, prunes back the friends, prunes back the resource, all of a sudden you're like, ah, and you're dependent like you've never been dependent. And so you're talking to him like you rarely talk to him. And oftentimes it's out of the overflow of those pruning seasons, you get so close that you go into a season of bearing more fruit. In my journey, my transition high school to college, man, high school had some fruit. And those first years in college, challenging. But when I look back and read my journals, getting close, closer to God again. College years, there was some fruit. I mean, started to do some youth conferences and started to be kind of fun and exciting. But then college to new job at the church, brand new place in Colorado, didn't know anybody, felt alone, under-resourced, hard. But you know what? I look back and there was this drivenness to go back into the vine and get close. Here's the reality. Some of us have figured out how to fake a religious life without being connected to the vine. I wanna invite you, you don't have to be the vine. It's good news. You're not a vine, you're a branch. Ha, huh. and that is such good news. Because honestly, just connecting, mm, being a branch, just all I gotta do is get connected and I don't have to measure how big my influences or measure if I'm doing all, no, no, I, I just, I'm a branch. I'm going to abide and then I'm going to bear some fruit, but it's not even my fruit. It's the vines. So I'm not measuring other, I'm just, you're a branch. She's a branch, they're a branch, but it's the vine that's doing it. And so I'm, just, I get out of the rat race of like, Ugh. That's, that's religious garbage. That's, that's a miserable way to live. It's just, man, hey, here's, as I abide, as I'm connected, the Lord has called me to, and then this is what I, this is, right now, this is how I'm gonna bear some fruit. Right now, like for me, honestly, I, right now, I'll be in my journey. There's a little bit that I'm doing less right now with some of my dreams because I got, I got, these, I got these kids that live in my house, right? So, <laughs> I'm limited, right? It, it, it affects my time and resources. And I got, I got a vision. I got a dream on that the Lord's led me to how I want to disciple them. And, and, I, and so, and so that, that, that means that, that some of the things I used to do, I don't do right now, but I'm, I'm gonna, I, this is, the, I'm okay because this is what Jesus led me to do. So that, the, the, that's, that's the fruit in lots of ways. 
that's my fruit, you know, and, and I'm going to just, here's my point. You can't, don't compare, don't try to manufacture plastic fruit. Don't try to generate something on your own for the sake of just doing it or comparison or feeling religious to pretend like you've got fruit. Here's what you want to do. Go get connected and remain and stay and abide and get close. And then you just watch. You just, just opportunities. Sometimes I think we always want to be a strategist when the Lord just wants you to be an opportunist. Like, I'll figure it out. And God's going, no, 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 no. Abide and watch what I'll bring your way. You have this abundance of fruit because you're so close to me and you just watch. You just watch. what. And and if you're you're abiding, you start to see, see your world a little bit differently. And so wait on the Lord. Abide, stay, remain. I just think Jesus ends this whole text where he's saying, it's to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. And I just wanna invite you to go, God, I don't have a vision for my life to end up comfortable. My vision is to end up fruitful. And the way that I'm gonna end up fruitful is not by manufacturing something, it's by getting close. And you wanna be the person who's 77 and, you're, you've, you've been abiding for years. And the way that you see the world is about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done and who you're gonna now spend eternity with and, and you're connected. And at the end, that, that vision far surpasses the jacuzzi, the cruise. And I know that's hard to hear, but let me tell you this, I'm telling you, 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 I'm telling you. The kingdom way, the kingdom way is different than the humanistic way, the hedonistic way. And I want to invite you, stay close to Jesus. Abide. And I just want you to get real with it, like get practical, like how can I do it? How can I abide? How can I get close? And I just want to beat this drum again. Just figure out, get time alone with God. Get, get out your Bible, get journals. I told you the way that Dick Eastman does it with a room. You could, you could have this time in your car where you just, boom, you just turn off ESPN radio and you just turn up the worship songs and you just start declaring at the top of your lungs, you are God, God, oh yeah. I mean, you're, you're, just, you're just abiding. You're just gonna fix my eyes it could be songs. It could be just get the word of God and highlight it up and know it. Just you are already clean because the word I've spoken to you remain in me. Just get the word of God. What is he saying? What's in, what is he? Man, I want to get that inside of me. I'll close with this. I think in our culture, we do have an illustration of abiding. I think, I think we all know how to abide with this. I think we know how to abide with Twitter. Or we know how to just, let me just check and see how many people liked my photo on Instagram. Or let me just stay connected to so-and-so or on, through texting. Or let me just, just, let me just check that email. Let me, just that, that little buzz, like something, it's just that little, that, I, and, we, and whether it's the score, it's another person. I wanna invite you to think about this as you go throughout your day. 
abide with Jesus more than you abide with your phone. It's just a baby step. (laughs) For real. I mean, I read one statistic that said that we're on it for the average American is four hours a day. I mean, that's not abiding. That's like, wow, that's a lot. You know, like, I want to invite you to just think about it. Just let, 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 let this be another step in God. I want to be close. I want to, I want to get, I want to get my heart connected. I want to remain. And honestly, this is, this is intense because, because when I read this and I look at the heartbreak in Jesus about Judas and that the disciples didn't even know that Judas was off. I, know, I don't mean to be like hellfire and brimstone and freak you out, but that freaks me out. What? Like Jesus here, there's this context where he's talking about, I mean, look at this. Second closing, second closing. I won't, just one more, one more, one more. Look at this. Look at verse six and seven. If Jesus said this, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Like, ay, 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 ay. There's two destinies spoken in verse six and seven. And what hinges, the distinction is if you remain. Hey, if you remain, ask whatever you wish. If you do not remain, such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Like, oh dear God, I want to abide. I got to stay close. Like that's a strong text. This is I'm just, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not the author. I'm just the mailman. You read that. That you just, you figure that out. Like, just read that. Like what? Like, I'm just like, oh God, help me abide. Help us as a church to stay close. Help us, God, to remain. Just close our eyes and pray together. Jesus, we love you. And we confess we are often far, far so busy that we don't abide. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to get close, to remain, to stay. Lord, we as a church, we just ask, as we go into this ministry season, discipleship in small groups and conversations about how to do ministry and how to lead people and God we just come and here's our center here's the core of who we are God we just want to be close to you and do what you tell us to we just want to stay close I pray you'd help us strengthen us let us Will you just take a minute and ask the Holy Spirit what he's saying to you? What's one thing that he's inviting you to? How you can bend your life around Christ, how you can connect to the vine. Maybe you're here today and you're not connected to the vine and you haven't been Maybe today you want the life that comes from being connected. The good news is, is that Jesus wants relationship with you. 
He wanted relationship with his disciples and he wants relationship with you. And you today can become a disciple of Jesus. I wanna invite you, if you wanna begin that journey with Jesus today, just to repeat this prayer, it's between you and God. Just at your seat, where you're at, just, just begin the journey. Father, I come to you today in the name of Jesus. I give you my life. I have decided to follow you. Save me. Thank you for chasing me down. Thank you that you loved me first. I give you my life. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Save me. Heal me. Restore me. Make me a new person on the inside. Give me eternal life. In Jesus' name. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radiant Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radiant Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.